What a beautiful spirit. You can be seated. What a beautiful spirit that is in the house of the Lord here tonight on every month that has five Wednesdays. We give an opportunity to our young boys and young girls who are uh, pursuing ministry in some form or fashion. It doesn't have to be pulpit ministry. It could be uh, working in the church and in other areas. But we give them an opportunity to put something together and to come before us and to deliver that under the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we are honored here tonight. Our brand new youth director is going to come and he is going to introduce these young men and women. Will you give Brother Aaron a hand? Praise the Lord, church. We are in for a treat tonight. Uh, I was joking with, uh, with our first speaker, actually. Uh, and, you know, I, I always sweat, no matter where I am. But I wore a, a extra thick suit tonight, which was a mistake, because every time I hear this young man preach, I always want to, I get this urge to jump up and down, to run the aisles. Uh, Brother Roel, he is a man that is called of God. He's anointed. He's very heavily involved uh, with our CMI group at Palm Beach State College, and I believe that he has a word for us tonight. So I wonder if we could clap our hands to the Lord as Brother Rowell comes and preaches the word. Gives me too much credit. I don't know, I don't know about this guy he's talking about. It sounds kind of weird. It sounds like him a little bit, actually. <laughs> or pastor, maybe. <laughs> but go ahead and get my timer started a little bit here. I just want to, oh, as we turn to Acts chapter 1, if you guys can open up your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 1 for me. And, of course, stand for the reading of the word if you can. If you're able, I would love for you to stand for the reading of the word. I just want to honor our pastor. Thank you, pastor giving me this opportunity to be able to speak, and all of us that have this opportunity to speak tonight. Um, I want to also honor our youth team that they entrusted me to be able to speak in front of you guys <laughs> and your um, you guys' congregation as you guys as a whole. Thank you for growing me, for being around, for pouring in and being an example to me. Appreciate it so much. <clears throat> Let's get right into the word. Acts chapter 1. Verse 1 through 3, the former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Today I was asked to speak on today our passion for soul winning. I titled this message as where my passion lies to define for us today where my passion for soul winning stems from and how to connect with it. You guys can be seated. Go ahead and be seated. And while you're being seated, let's pray just for a short moment. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us here today, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for bringing this awesome um, group of people together, Lord. I pray that you would anoint our minds and our hearts, Lord. I pray that the word would be a discerner to our hearts hallelujah, and our souls, O oh Lord. Piercing, oh God, even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joint and marrow. Lord, I pray that you would touch our minds and our hearts, Lord, and that we would come out today prepared, O oh Lord, for the word. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. If you have a notepad, if you have a pen, I hope you have it out with you. We did videos 
for um, each one of us um, before tonight. And one of the things that I said was, I hope you brought your notepad and your notepen, because the word that's going to be preached tonight is going to be practical. You're going to be able to use it in your walk with God. And I believe that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, getting right back into our message here. His passion for us drove him to the cross. He became an example of these passions with his life and gave us the greatest testimony we'll have, we have ever heard, the testimony of his life. John 15, 13 says it like this, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Also in 1 John 3.16 it says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he had laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Because of his witness and example for us, the apostles were able to record and learn how to be a witness from him in their daily lives. They began to understand that based on Jesus' actions, he believed everything he had witnessed. Everything that Jesus was and was and is, he believed on himself that he could do it. And because of that, he was able to be a witness to others. Revelation 12:11 says this, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. His testimony enabled them to overcome sin. He can, he, we can't testify as witnesses about something we have not witnessed. A witness, it's right in the word, witness. <laughs> we can't witness about something that we haven't witnessed before. From the testimony of Jesus, we are able to overcome and strive to be more like Christ. Becoming more like Christ develops our passion for souls. Luke 19.10 says it like this, For the Son of Man is come to seek and save that which was lost. Thank you, Jesus. Luke wrote these things down because he was a witness to it. The apostles wrote down what they were passionate about, stood behind it, learned from it, and openly taught and preached about their passion to pursue God. There is something about it, Pastor, when someone writes down notes. When you write a sermon. There's something about it, Brother Staff, that when you write every one of those discipleship classes, there's something about when you write it all down. There's something about when a prayer warrior writes down everything that's been promised to them and everything that's been prayed over them and everything that has, God has given them. When they write it down and they record it, there's something about it. Passion stems from the conviction of the word. Conviction is simply a firmly held belief or opinion. The one calling we have to be a witness requires conviction of the word. Pastor preached on this message recently about the one call of God. There is only one call, and that is to be a witness. It doesn't matter where you are, whether it be a pastor or a minister or any position that you may obtain in your walk with God, but you will never get beyond a witness. You will never get beyond being a soul winner. That is one thing that I am excited about to know. I will never never get beyond saving a soul. I would never get beyond this word and preaching it and teaching it. I can't get more excited about it to know that my whole walk with God will lie in his name. That would be a lie to just give to everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. When we are persuaded and convicted about our purpose, our passion is ignited. We can't have passion without conviction. And where conviction comes from is the word. The word gives us the conviction that we're looking for. Roman 8:38 says it like this: For I am persuaded that neither in death nor life 
nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate me from the word of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I am persuaded today that God, hallelujah, Jesus, I'm so persuaded today about what God has done for me that I'm going to tell it about to the world. I'm going to go to my college campuses and tell it. I'm going to go to my Yes! Hallelujah! Oh, I'm gonna go on my job and tell it. I can't help, I can't hold this in. I gotta go, hallelujah, and tell somebody about it. Acts 26, 16 says it like this: But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things of which God will appear unto thee. Thank you, Jesus. God teaches us to be to witness beyond the four walls of this church. He wants his name declared not just in the church, but on our job and in our house and on every college and high school campus and even in your friend circles. God is not just Lord of this church or Lord over your life. He's Lord over all. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. James 2.26 says it like this, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Can I tell you today that the same way this verse defines faith, God defines our passion. Because the word without conviction is dead. Passion cannot exist without the conviction of the word, and the word is inseparable from passion because it cannot come without conviction. Jeremiah 29 says it like this, one of my favorite verses, and we always quote it. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. When you're on fire, when you're on fire, if you have like maybe, maybe just touching a hot stove or maybe your whole body's on fire. I'm sorry, this is vivid for you, but I'm just trying to paint a picture for you. When you're on fire, you have to tell somebody. You're, you're going, you're, you're flaying the line. <laughs> you're on fire. Can I, can, I tell you, can I tell you today that God wants you to be the same way? God wants us to take that same glory we give him in church, outside of the church, that same fire, and he wants us to show it someone else in our connect groups, and he wants us to show it in our outreach, and he wants us to show it in our one-on-one Bible studies. Oh, God, Roman, that fire that showed up in our bones. Connect and find someone where you could tell them how on fire you are. John 7, 38 says it like this. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. As the scripture has said. As the scripture has said. The word says it'll flow out of like live, rivers of living water. The passion that you have about God's word will connect God to the people that you witness to. Our passions are in him and in, his wor- in the word of God. Our desire to witness should be to step out of our cycle of isolation and that me mentality, God help me, God heal me, God bless me, God bless my family, to reach the lost. Jesus endured the cross with joy and conviction and despite the shame that came with it. Not everyone knows about what we know. We have to go out and bring this to them.
Sorry, my timer going off. You see, I'm out of time now. <laughs> but we can't wait for someone to see the banners on the street or find our Facebook page. We have to get out and tell someone what we have. This is never meant to be held on these four walls of the church. This is never a Pentecostal, or, or we have this Pentecostal culture that keeps everything in here. <laughs> that keeps our, our fire in here and all the worship in here. But God always wanted us to take it out there. When they had the first early church, they didn't have no building. They didn't have, any, they didn't have anything like that. They were worshiping out and they were going out. Just like Pastor had preached not too long ago, they went out and they knocked on doors looking for people to bring to church. And that's how the church was added unto daily. Thank you, Jesus. And as I close, I pray today that Jesus would stir up a conviction for his word in our lives once again. Our passion for him will be revived when we take the same joy he took to the cross to that person who is lost in a need today. Don't be ashamed to tell someone that God has, what God has done in your life. Thank you. Come on, can we clap our hands to the Lord right now and thank him for that word? God, we want to have a passion for souls, Lord. God, I can't help but, Lord, tell someone, Lord, about your goodness, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Brother Roel, for that word. Amen. I hope you guys got your notepads out because that was some good stuff. Our next speaker tonight uh, is Fatima. And one of the biggest parts of soul winning, if you, if you haven't noticed yet, is, has to do with discipleship and mentorship. It's, it's a lot more than just getting someone in the church, but it's also about what you do when they get to church. And Fatima is, is very good at connecting and mentoring, and she does that within our youth group, with our virtuous women's uh, ministry, with our young ladies. She is a mentor uh, to many, many of our young ladies, and she does such a good job. She has such a passion for it. And she has a word for us tonight. So I wonder if we could clap our hands to the Lord as we welcome Fatima to this pulpit. In the name of Jesus. Can we give the Lord a shout of praise in this place? We glorify your name, sweet Jesus. You are mighty, dear Lord God, and we worship you. Hallelujah. Um, before I begin and start my timer, I would like to thank... Um, Pastor Kyle and Brother Saab and Brother Aaron for the opportunity to speak. I am greatly honored and humbled, and I do not take this lightly. Um, what you do day in, day out, every service, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of preparing, and I forever grateful that I am under a leadership like you. And thank you, Pastor. All right. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Matthew 9, verses 36 through 38. Verse 36 says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad, as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers. Tonight I would like to speak to you on the title called The Domino Effect. Lord, I pray that whatever I speak, it's not my words, it's your words flowing through me. I pray that the word that you have resonates not only in our heart, but we act upon it, sweet Jesus. Have your way in this place, dear God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I forgot to start my timer. 
right, that wasn't me. All right, so every single person that was brought here in this room was brought by someone that they know, whether it was a loved one or a friend, you did not come to the house of God by yourself. Someone took action and brought you in. When I was young, um, Sister Dawn invited my mother to church. And at the time, my mom was kind of hesitant. Um, she had to work. She had to provide for me and her. So she would decline. But over time, Sister Dawn kept inviting my mom to church. And one Sunday morning, she just woke up out of her sleep, and she felt the Lord telling her to go to church. So when she went to church, not shortly afterwards, she got the Holy Ghost, and she was baptized in Jesus' name. But it took action. If Sister Dawn did not take the time to invite my mother to church, I would not be here today. Do you understand what I am telling you? Your witness causes a domino effect that you would not know about until later on in life. Before God ascended into heaven, he commanded the church to reach the lost. Matthew 28, 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Dictionary.com's noun definition of the word command is an order given by one in authority. If God commanded us to do something, it is our responsibility to get the job done. God's ultimate desire is for us to have a relationship with him, but he is only a spirit, and, he, and we are his hands and feet. God is always moving, but he wants us a part of the process. A blogger wrote on her page that an average person, if you work um, full-time, full-time, the average person meet, meets at least 25 people a day. So if you multiply that by seven, that's 175 people a week. And if you multiply that by four, that's 700 people a month. And if you multiply that number by 12, that's 8,400 people that you at least interact with in a year. That's 8,400 8, opportunities to reach someone who's in need of a savior they do not know about. We are also masters of making the greatest excuses. I have practice, I have choir, I have to set up, I just got off work, I have to feed the kids. Matthew 7, 24 says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work in iniquity. Therefore, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which buildeth his house upon a rock. Your talent, your ministry, and your career is not your purpose. It's a platform. It's a tool that you can use to witness. Your ultimate purpose is to witness. That was why God called you here, so you can bring the light out to them. When you, um, when you look into the farm field, um, like specifically the Bell Glade area when you go down there. Most times you see one person doing a particular job, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing all the work by themselves. So 
when it comes to farming, obviously I'm not a farmer, but let's say I was, there are six, there are six levels and it's a process. So there are six types of workers. The first work one is the one who fertilizes the ground. They make sure that it has the nutrients it needs to plant something and it actually grows. The second person is the one who prepares the ground. So they take the till and they make the rows so that way it's ready for the planting. The third one plants the seed. They just go through the rows and they just plant the seeds. The fourth one waters the seeds. The fifth one pulls the weeds, gets rid of any pest that tries to eat it, the, the crop, and maintains the growth that is going there. And the sixth person harvests the crop. Not one job is overlooked or passed by. And this is the same way in the kingdom of God. When he said, go ye all into the world and preach the gospel, he's not saying to preach Bible studies day in and day out. He's saying to at least go ahead and reach because there's always someone in the kingdom of God that can do something that you could not do. There's a soul that is in the Lord. Sorry. This calling is not for people in leadership alone. This is a call that God has commanded all of his church to do. If he called you and you have received his spirit, you automatically signed up for the job. He said, I got you, now go to work. First Corinthians three verses six through nine says, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now that he, now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his labor. For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, and ye are God's building. Having a relationship with God is vital because when you are sensitive to his spirit, he will guide you to a heart that is ready, that he knows that you can reach. All right. I am coming to a close. Ecology.com states that in a day, 360,000 babies are born. And in turn, 151,600 people pass away in a day. Can you imagine that the 8,400 people you met was a part of that death rate? Can you imagine that if you witnessed to that same amount of people how many people they would have reached. So I multiplied it, and that is 70,560,000 people. So in perspective, that's the state of California times two. Do you remember the phrase, small world, isn't it? Ever ran into someone that you knew and they knew someone from church that you had no idea of? Can you imagine one of those souls witnessing to a family member that you could not reach? Can you imagine someone witnessing to a friend that doesn't even live in the same state as you? 
Acts 2 verses 39 says, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. If we want to see revival in our church and in our homes, we need to go into the field and log our hours. If we want to see the promise in the fruition of verse 39, we must go into the field. He's constantly calling and tugging out our hearts that desire him. But if we truly love him, then we must act and respond. Because Pastor Kyle said it best on Sunday, true love requires commitment and it requires action. that word tonight. Lord, give me a burden, God. Give me a burden, Lord. God, I want to get in the field, Lord. I want to do your will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Sister Fatima, for that word. I am so glad that I'm not in charge of the increase. I, you know, I could do my part, but the increase, that's all up to God. And I know if I, if I get out there and I work, I know he's going to bless it. I know it, it, it's not on me. It's not my name, but it's his name. God gives the increase, and I'm excited about that. Our, our next speaker tonight, this girl, I cannot say enough good things about her. She is so passionate. She, she loves ministry. She works within the church, but also, and probably more importantly, she works outside of the church. She has been running a P7 club at Lake Worth High School for the last two years that has seen up to 50 young people in attendance, many of which have been baptized in Jesus' name, many of which have been uh, received the gift of the Holy Ghost, and now even some that are feeling the call to do this same and exact thing. Won't you please welcome Jessica milk car to this podium tonight in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord church. I said praise the Lord church. All right. So if any note takers are here today, my title is the seven do's of soul winning. Tell your neighbor the seven do's of soul winning. So, number one, you got to be willing, and you got to trust in God. Faith is willingness to risk anything on God. When I started P7, I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't know where I was going to be, but I put my all in God. I knew there was no turning back from this, so I had to be willing. I had to do, <laughs> y'all know, I had to do 110%. In every single meeting, I had to plan, I had to do this, I had to make sure everybody was ready. I had to be there. You got to be all in. You got to trust in God. Number two, consistency. Amen, Pastor, amen. Consistency. So, my girls, I was consistent at school with my skirts, with my language, with everything I was consistent you know what they called? Well, I did P7 with Nyanka. You know what they called me in Nyanka? They called me church girl, and they called Nyanka church lady because we were known for that. They knew not to come to us with any stuff talking about boys or all, any craziness. They knew that we were gone right after that conversation. They knew we were consistent. Yeah. 
right. Now, with consistency comes you have to be separate. I'm not saying to leave your friends, but you got to be separate. The reason I was known as church girl, because I was separate. I was with my friends. When they needed help, they came to me. They didn't come to their other friends. They came for me when they needed help. They came for me when they needed help, because I was consistent, but I was separate. <laughs> Man. At prom, when all the girls had their little backs out, I was, y'all, when I went to prom, I was really uncomfortable because I, I didn't have a little top on top, so I had to cover myself the whole time. And everybody was just like, Jessica, let it go, let it go. But you guys don't understand, when, like, when God comes upon you, there's just a standard of dress that you come to. And me, I wasn't all about, I first, when I came into this church, I'm just like, I see this girl with these long skirts. Uh, uh, no, 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 this is not me. This is not me. But you learn and you get through and God uses you and God, oh, Lord Jesus. All right. Number four, prayer. I had a prayer life outside of school. Y'all might have not seen me. Y'all might think, oh, this girl is crazy. I don't know what. I had a prayer life outside of school. I would talk to God outside of school. I would have a conversation. Fatima said, depart from me. God says, depart from me. I, I didn't want to be that. I, didn't, I don't want to go to heaven and God to tell me to depart from me. No, no, not me. So I had a prayer life, and I prayed for every single person in that P7 group. For the people that didn't like me, for the people that did like me. For every single person, I prayed for them. I prayed for my pastor. I prayed for my pastor all day, every day, because that's my pastor. I prayed for him. I prayed for them. Y'all might not know, but I had a prayer life outside of this. Jesus. All right, my recap. We had willingness, we had consistency, we had to be separate, and we had prayer. All right, number five, I was humble and I was genuine. I was humble because I might not, God blessed me to have 50 people come to every meeting, but what if I only had one? I was humble even if I had one. Even if I saved one person, I was humble and I was genuine with what I was. I was genuine with when I came up to people and I asked them, what's up? How are you doing? I was genuine. I didn't do it because I had to do it. I didn't do it because, oh, my pastor told me or my youth pastor, or if I don't do this, Sean is going to do this. No, I did this because I wanted to do this. I want to do something for God. I was genuine about it. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. Number, I'm on six, right? Number six. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't afraid to ask for help. I was not afraid to ask for help. Pastor Kayo, your daughter has been something in my life that I, I've never imagined. If it wasn't for Hannah Kayo, I wouldn't be standing up here right now. If it wasn't for my family, I wouldn't be standing up here right now. Hannah Kayo was the first person, I didn't really know anybody here, to come up to me. I didn't want to be here at all. And she invited me to dinner, and I'm just like, wow, somebody actually sees me. I'm not alone. Somebody wants to be there. Somebody wants to be here with me. I'm not alone. Somebody sees me. And Pastor Kyle, if it wasn't for your daughter, be a mentor. Girls, you need mentors. You need somebody older than you. Because if you don't have that person when I was in trouble, 
when I was there, I just called Hannah and she was right there for me. Even with the dumbest stuff, you guys, she was right there for me. And Pastor Kyle, I bless you for her. You don't understand where I would be without her. I wish she was here, but she's not. And lastly, Lord Jesus, you got to be a part of these people's lives. After P7, it was, that wasn't it for me. Marie, stand up. Stand up. P7. P7. Do you see? Is Janika here? If Janika was here, I would tell you that she, she's come. Is, is there pic, um, Edward, can you cue the pictures? Um, after P7, it wasn't over after P7. Like I said, Hannah. Hannah would come to Lake Worth and do Bible studies with us on, in the courtyard. Literally, we had people that are willing that would be there and that would do P7, with, um, do just regular Bible studies. Camp, Janika, two people from P7 um, came to our um, district camps. Keep going, Edward. Oh, Lord Jesus, just P7. It was amazing. Keep going. Keep going, yeah. There's two pictures. Lord Jesus. This one person, she wrote exactly. Thank, she wrote after, this was our last P7 ceremony, and we had a big P7 ceremony. And you don't understand the impact P7 and these stuff have on a kid, on these kids. It's a safe place. Even, even some of them don't come to church, they say it's a safe place. It's a safe place where they can express themselves and they're not going to be judged for what they're saying. It was just a safe place for them to express themselves and just to be with people that will understand. Now, let's talk about Rock. Oh, my gosh. Rock, uh, I've had P7 for two years. And the first year of Rock, this is what I'm saying. Invite one person and God will provide. God will provide. I invited, what, five, six people? Not a lot of them came. One person. Guess how many people she invited? Eight. So one plus eight, that's nine. And you know how many received the gift of the Holy Ghost that day? That's three. And that's 2018 rock. I'm not, I'm not talking about this year right now. I'm talking about 2018 rock. Okay? What? Jesus. Oh, Lord. So it was in 2019. Um, how many people came? I don't know, like 20 people from P7 came that year. And these two girls, ah, I, don't, I don't know if I had a picture of them. I don't know. But these two girls were from P7. I know one of them was really looking for a relationship with God. And when she said when she got to our church, she said it was a different world. She could feel that she was hungry. Y'all don't know. If y'all don't try, there are students out there that are hungry for God. She was hungry. And those two received the gift of the Holy Ghost. 20 people from RP7 came to Rock 2019. 20 people. And two of them received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you, you can't tell me God is not there. If you put the work in, God will be there. I promise it might not come your first. I am blessed that God just made it come. It might not come your first time. But at least I have one person. Janika, if she was here today, she would say, Peace. she's taking over P7 next year. You can, at least one person 
that could come here and say, man, I was changed by P7. Now I'm taking over P7. Now I have a relationship with God through P7. If you guys just be willing, consistent, separate, be pray. pray. Humble. <laughs> and not be afraid to ask help. I promise you, God will provide. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Won't you help us, God? God, we don't want to just be hearers of the word, Lord, but we want to be a doer of the word. Help us, God. Help us to get a passion, God. Help us to get a burden, Lord. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Sister Jessica, for that word. Amen. Just one more to go, guys. We're almost there. Uh, this last young minister, I, I guess he's not young to me. He's probably young to most of you guys, though. Uh, but he's been such an influence in my life, uh, whether it was growing up in, in our Boy Scout troop or if it was in our armor-bearing program. You know what, Chris, do you mind if I make a quick plug or quick? I don't think you would mind. If you have a, um, a young uh, son or, or a young daughter and, you, and they want to be involved in ministry and they want to learn how to serve, you need to contact Brother Chris Dooley. Okay, because he'll teach you how to serve the man of God. He'll teach you how to, how to work in ministry. He'll teach you about faithfulness. And I believe that he has a word for us tonight. Can we put our hands together one last time as Brother Chris Dooley comes and ministers? Praise the Lord, church. Is he not mighty? Is he not worthy of our praise? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus, you are awesome. You are truly awesome. I want to thank you all. I want to thank Pastor for the uh, ministry team, the youth team, Aaron. I want to thank everybody here for allowing me this time to, uh, to share a word with you. If you would, turn in your, your Bibles to uh, 2 Timothy 2, 11 through 12. Is this not awesome, having everyone speak a word, being able to receive it? Thank you, Jesus. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Many of you know me. You know who I am. I grew up in this church, and I've had all of you as brothers and sisters and friends for well, my whole life. I'm 30, so I've been here a while. I guess I'm still young. <laughs> uh, I come from a family of uh, five kids. I have three brothers, one sister. And by the way, I'm going to move fast because I got a lot. Um, and I have one sister. Mom's a stay-at-home mom and a homeschool teacher. Dad ran the family business. And uh, every once in a while, after schoolwork was finished or on the weekends, he would, he would call upon us and say, Hey, you want to go to work? Want to go work with me? And then we had a decision to make. Do I give up all of my free time? Do I stop playing with my toys? Do I leave my friends? And do I cancel all the plans that I have to go to work? I remember saying yes, more often times than not, because I knew he needed me. And I knew he needed my help, 
and I wanted to help him, and, and I wanted to make him proud of me. Now, we weren't flipping burgers or running a cash register with mathematical computations. We were cutting down trees and lifting heavy logs and carrying them by hand and, and sometimes digging trenches with, with shovels and blistering our hands. It was hard work and it, 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 was, it was tedious. And there were chainsaws, stump grinders, wood chippers, bucket trucks, bobcat track machines, and the machines were loud and dangerous. It was, it was hot outside and it was backbreaking work and it wouldn't end until the job was finished or the sun went down. But afterwards, afterwards there was no greater feeling than knowing that the work had been finished and that I was going home with my dad. And during that ride, he would tell me how proud of me he was. And when we got home, mom would, mom would be there with, with food. <laughs> and we could rest. And then finally, there'd be payment. <laughs> Praise the Lord, there'd be payment. Now, I think the payment was uh, the most exciting part. Yeah. I was uh, always focused on payment for the day's work that I did. But it just so happened because I was working for my dad, all of his profits eventually become my inheritance. So not only was I working for payment today, but also for days to come. It's much like working for the, the Lord, isn't it? We've got blessings along the way and blessings in the future. This is exciting. Uh, I'm not going to lie. This, I thought I was going to be terrified, but this is kind of exciting. <laughs> when working for the Lord, there are benchmarks, if you will. Uh, the call. The Lord will call on you. Our Heavenly Father calls on us to work with Him because He wants our help and He needs us. He needs our help. Mark 8 and 34. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now some of us can hear God calling us or putting a burden on our hearts. Witness to your coworker. Teach them a Bible study. Tell them about me. Tell them who I am. Explain to them why you're so different. Some of us, he's saying, feed my sheep. Feed them my word. And then there's answering the call. And with that, there's a sacrifice. Mark, we continue in Mark 8, 35 through 36. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall, shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And rever reverting back to Matthew, or 2 Timothy 2, 11 and 12, it is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. I don't want to be denied. <laughs> that can't be a good feeling. I've been, denied some, I've been denied some things, and I don't like it at all. But, okay, maybe I have to give up some things. Uh, as far as the sacrifice and, and responding to the call, I have to leave behind some friends, cancel some plans, there's always promises that are attached to the calling and the sacrifice. 
Now comes the work. Now that I answer the call, I have to go to work. And he's going to help us. We see a Hebrews 13, uh, 20 through 21. Now the good, not, oh, not good. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you which is well-pleasing in, uh, to his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And in 1 Peter 1, 3 through 7, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto the salvation ready to be revealed at the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice through now for a season, if ye need, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, that it be tried with fire, might be found praise, honor, and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. <laughs> if we will remain faithful to our Father and do the work and suffer these trials for a little while, we have promise that not only in heaven, but the inheritance that He has reserved for us. Sometimes his timing, it's inconvenient. It's going to take you to separate yourself. Sometimes I had to do some things that were his way. I couldn't do it my way. And sometimes I had to check my attitude. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord, and, and not unto men, knowing that the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord Christ. Remember who you're working for and why. The stakes are too high and there's too much to risk. There's too much on the line for me to cop an attitude and, and totally just lose myself because of inconvenience. Matthew 25, 34 through 41. Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from, from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. And naked, ye clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer unto him, uh, answer him, When saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirst, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee as a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto you? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, insomuch as ye have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. God takes this treatment thing seriously. And... and, and and reaching for the lost and, and helping our brothers and sisters in time of need. And if you don't think he takes it seriously, look at verse 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left, your left, Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Because they weren't willing to feed or be inconvenienced or give drink or bring someone in or clothe someone. Because they weren't willing to be inconvenienced, they were cast out. we got to keep our hands to the plow 
even though the work is hard, maybe our hands are blistered, we gotta, we got to keep on. And he's going to bless us in our work. We've got to keep our eyes on the prize. And there's a prize, let me tell you. I don't know if you've ever witnessed to somebody or prayed through someone to the Holy Ghost or gave a Bible study, but there's nothing like it. There's no other feeling that, of satisfaction that you can get. I, I've been a part of um, uh, extreme sports my whole life. Uh, I've, I've been dirt bike racing. Um, I've actually flown an airplane. And I ran a marathon race with my brothers as a team relay. And even uh, run into burning buildings, if you can get excitement out of that. And, and I've also received awards for um, my life-saving efforts at work. Sorry, I lost my place. But these things don't compare to winning a soul. It, it doesn't. These things pale in comparison. It just it fades away. And in 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 through 20, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing or, at, or not, are not even ye in the, the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming, for ye are our glory and joy. So we get glory and joy for those that are standing before the Lord when he arrives. When he comes here and they're standing there, we have glory and joy for them. God has allowed us to have these rewards on heaven and earth, um, and he'll bless you for the, your efforts. Galatians 5, 22 20, through 23 tells us, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. The fruit of the Spirit isn't just the only rewards we have, but also provide our needs. Luke 12, 29 through 31, And seek not ye... What ye shall eat or drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knoweth you have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. He's going to take care of our needs. He's going to call you to the work. You're going to step forward do it. He's going to take care of you all the way through it. <laughs> and there's many benefits in my Father's business both in this world and in heaven. Luke 12, 32-34, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that you have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where, there, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We need to lay some treasure up in heaven. We should invest in the kingdom because he's got a retirement plan for us. Amen. Matthew 5, 3 through 12. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are they that... Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil, Against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for the great 
reward, it, the, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted the prophets which were before you. So, there, there's just, I, I don't know how to say it. There's just a ton of blessings. There, he's got something for you every step of the way. He's going to, every need that you have, every, every time you step forward and do something for him, he's got a blessing. If you're going through something, he's got a blessing. And this is the wealth of my father's business. I want to be found doing the work of my father, both watchful and alert when he comes. And we look at Luke 12, 37. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. So, when your master returns... We are found faithful serving. He's going to give us rest. Hebrews 4, 9 through 10. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that entereth into his rest, he also hath ceased from his, work, his own works as God did his. I don't know about you, but I'd like some rest. Rest is good, especially after a day's work. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 29. This is it. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Thank you, church. There are many blessings. Stay faithful, and I hope that you'll serve in my Father's business. Let's stand to our feet and give the Lord praise right now. Will you do that? Come on. We have heard from the Lord here. We have heard from the Lord. God, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. We magnify your name tonight, oh God. Thank you for what we have heard. Thank you for this passion. Thank you, God, for this word that has come forth, this conviction, Lord, that has gripped our hearts tonight from these young men and women, oh God. We give you praise. We glorify your name. Thank you for your anointing and your calling that is upon them, Lord. And everybody say passion. My, what a word tonight. One more time. Come on. Give these young people a hand. What a word tonight. <laughs> Woo! I love, I try to catch a little key word out of what each one of them said. And Brother Royal, I love it when you said, we never get beyond a witness. No matter who we are, what we become, how high we think or where or if we think we have arrived, you never go beyond being a witness. <laughs> Woo! Fatima talked about uh, it takes action, the domino effect. And, and I'm only going to hold you two minutes, so just keep standing up. Let the blood flow. Fatima, just today, I had, I was talking, well, maybe it was yesterday, Sarah Mock went up to, um, what's the name of the place? Jay, Jay, Florida. A little spit in the road up in the corner of the state, up in the panhandle. And a preacher there, a good friend of mine, Brother Barrow. Has he preached for us? Has Brother Barrow, great guy, super guy. She goes to minister in that church. And you know who's in that church? 
her neighbors that she grew up with across the street. That man reached them and brought them into the kingdom of God. And they're living for the Lord today. You want to talk about excitement when you go there and you see your neighbors. That's the domino effect, Brother Fatima, that you were talking about. You do your work for God and you'll be amazed at what God will do for you. My Lord, what can we say about that delivery from Jessica? What a, what a word. The seven do's of soul winning. Be all in, be willing, be consistent, be separate. Prayer, humble, ask for help, and be a part of their lives. But the thing that I love the most, Jessica, is the fruit. The fruit. She wasn't up here just talking words. She had fruit. Fruit already out there. Fruit that's not even here tonight that we met. The young lady, she was, I, I met her. I know who you're talking about. And, and she's going to be over the P7. Oh, she was at the Spada thing, at the Spada camp. And, yeah, that place. And, and I want to tell you what an incredible that's amazing. Raise someone up, pray them through, baptize. Now they're going to take over the entire group. We're going to see it continue to grow. I love P7. And then our very own Chris Dooley. Sister Jessica, you mentioned something, the word there in your message, consistence. I want to tell you, when you say the word consistent, you define Chris Dooley. He is the most, one of the most consistent young men I have ever met. And he has impacted this church. And he has been over our armor bearer program. Some of these young, in fact, all of these young men and women that stood in this pulpit tonight and many others in past Wednesdays have gone through the armor bearer program learning to serve the man of God and the ministry. And look what God has done in their life. He has called them into the ministry. Brother Dooley, you didn't name it. Where you at? See, you didn't name it, so I named it for you. And I'm going to call it a day's work. I love it. You go to work for the Father. And this is the part. This is the part I love, Chris. He said, I worked. I got paid for working that day. He said, but I got a revelation. One day, I'm actually even going to reap again from my Father's business. I love that. I love it. They said, what are you doing, Jesus? He said, why wouldn't you know I'd be about my father's business? Jesus said to us, he says, you labor, you work, you invest in the kingdom of God. He said, I'll give you a hundredfold right here on the earth, but I'm going to give you a hundredfold in my business. Not only do we, not only are we blessed here, we are blessed in the days to come in the reaping of the rewards of the kingdom of God. One more time, let these young people know how much we appreciate this word tonight. Hallelujah. This is what we're looking for. We're saying, Lord, reach into that conference. Reach into that conference. 50,000 young people gathered together tonight. And bring us a harvest. He said pray that the father will send laborers. Uh, laborers into the harvest. This is what we want to see. 
And I'm so thankful for such a wonderful church like you to allow young men and women to step up here and give an opportunity to minister. It does something. But I want to tell you, I think we reap more than they did tonight. That was good word by every one of them. Good word. Everybody say, I'm a soul winner. And so, you never go beyond a witness. It takes action. There's work in soul winning. And it's all in a day's work. Guys, you are awesome. You are awesome. I'm going to put all that together one day and preach it at a conference. Let's pray one more time. Father, we pray for those group of young people that are in that conference right now. God, we ask that you open up doors in their life. God, that you pour your anointing and your power upon them. Father, that you would call them even by the thousands. Lord, that when that conference is over, there will be thousands of young boys and young girls called to do the work of God, called into the ministry to go into the labors of the field. God, I pray for the young men and women that are in this church. Lord, some we have heard from tonight. Others, God, we have heard from before. God, I pray your anointing, your blessings, your power upon them. Keep them. Open up doors. Call them, God, to the foreign field. Call them to the four corners Lord of this country call them into Sunday school rooms call them to kitchen tables where they're preaching home Bible studies call them to the prayer room call them to their schools call them on their colleges everywhere as they go God let them know they have a calling use them Lord I pray in the mighty name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and everybody say amen Amen. Amen. Wow. We were so blessed tonight.